There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for another episode of the Steelers News. The Pittsburgh Steelers did not have practice today. They were a week into training camp. They had a scheduled day off for the players. But there's a lot to talk about. First, let's talk about some of the injuries that have happened throughout training camp. There's been several that have been notable. Keep in mind, though, Mike Tomlin, head coach Mike Tomlin, said that all of these injuries are minor, considered day-to-day. So Juju Smith-Schuster with a knee. Sean Davis with a groin, TJ Watt with hamstring tightness, Morgan Burnett missed a few practices with hamstring tightness as well, Vance McDonald with a foot. Um, They have several other players that are just kind of banged up that are missing some time here or there. It's training camp. This stuff happens. And the one thing fans need to remember about these injuries is that they're always going to err on the side of caution. In other words, we all know about Ramon Foster's injury. I, I should have mentioned that, but I didn't because I figured most of us, that was the big headlining injury, hyperextension of his knee, got rolled up on by Stefan Tuid. He is going to be out probably till the regular season. But again, back to what I was saying, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to err on the side of caution with these injuries. Like Juju Smith-Schuster's knee was bothering him in the offseason. Now in the minicamp and stuff, there's no need to push it. Okay, he's a second-year player, but at the same time, at this stage of the game, there's no reason to have him out there an excessive amount of time, possibly injuring it worse. And that goes the same with groin injuries, hamstrings, stuff like that. Vance McDonald's foot injury, which he did miss some time last year with that injury, that does scare me a little bit because I think he's going to be a big part of the offense this year. But at the same time, I think that, again, I trust Coach Tomlin when he says, They're going to err on the side of caution with this stuff. So the injuries are there. Other than that, the Steelers have had three straight padded practices. The pads were popping. Unfortunately, I am not at training camp. I know several people that are, so I'm getting reports from them. Uh, We at the website have been trying to give you some highlights, some footage from training camp. Uh, And so far, the reports have been very, very good. Uh, that the team is working hard. The coaching staff seems to be on their P's and Q's. And again, I, I get it. And there's going to be those skeptical fans always that say, yeah, whatever, it's training camp. I'll believe it when they don't lose to inferior opponents, when they don't flop in the playoffs to the Jacksonville Jaguars, when the defense doesn't give up a ridiculous amount of big plays. And I understand your skepticism, but all I know is that right now, heading into 2018, so far the first week of training camp, has been good. But the one thing that everyone wants to talk about, and a lot of people have asked because it really hasn't been reported, not all of the players, are the rookie class. How are the Pittsburgh Steelers 2018 rookies doing so far through one week of training camp? Now, I I don't have reports on all of the seven drafted players, but what I can tell you is how these players are doing from what we've heard so far from the, the people that are there, the people that I have reporting to me, and things of that nature. So let's start right at the top. We're going to go through the draft order. Terrell Edmonds, number one draft pick safety. 
He's been fortunate. Not only has he been healthy, but Morgan Burnett has not. I mentioned that Morgan Burnett missed some time with a hamstring injury. And so they had Terrell Edmonds as the number two uh, safety right behind Morgan Burnett. He was alongside Sean Davis, the, who's now the free safety for the Steelers. And I, there's been mixed reviews here. Everyone saw the interception that he had on Ben Roethlisberger, which was tremendous. And he had a second interception of Roethlisberger on Monday. But they've also been saying that he struggled a little bit in coverage. That it seems that whenever there's an offensive big play, especially down the field, Edmonds is on the field. I take that with a grain of salt based on the fact that he's a rookie. And he's learning. And he's not totally comfortable yet. And he won't be totally comfortable for a long time. But at the same time, if he's out there making plays, I don't care if the second interception of Roethlisberger was a gimme pick. It was an interception. The first one was not a gimme pick. It was good tight coverage on McDonald. He got his hand on it, popped it in the air, juggled it, caught it. Might have taken it back to the house, not sure. But so far, Edmonds has had almost as much exposure as any of the other rookies and has performed well. He's taken advantage of those repetitions with the starters. Will he be in the discussion as a starting safety alongside Sean Davis this year? It's possible. And if it is possible, that's not a bad thing. Morgan Burnett could do what he did with the Packers, and that was be the -the in-the-box linebacker safety hybrid, covering the slot, covering tight ends, things of that nature. So it wouldn't be a bad thing if Terrell Edmonds is inserted in the lineup as long as he's ready. And so we'll see. Second round draft pick, James Washington. Boy, this guy's getting rave reviews from all those at camp. Um, he's made some tremendous catches. Uh, they, the one notable was the last practice they had, regardless of when you're watching or listening to this, was a beautiful one-handed grab uh, in the back of the end zone for a touchdown in the Steelers' red zone seven shots. Um, segment of practice uh he runs good routes and everyone's saying you know he's not just a deep threat and and if you looked at his tape last year that was obvious he is good over the middle he's not afraid to go over the middle he is he has the look of an nfl receiver and that's exactly what you want to see out of the rookie so very good news on the james washington front hasn't dropped a lot of passes been very reliable he is as advertised in my opinion Conversely, Terrell Edmonds, no one really knew what to expect. James Washington has had expectations put on his shoulders, and I'd say he's lived up to that so far. Next, I think is the player, personally, I wanted to hear the most about. A lot of fans are with me here, and that's Mason Rudolph. How has the third-round draft pick looked? Is this going to be the number two guy? Just like in minicamp and OTAs, he is following a similar trend. I don't know if this is because he's going from college to the NFL. And I don't know what the what the case is, but he starts off really bad and then starts to improve, starts to improve, and as he gets comfortable, that's when you're seeing him at his best. So go back to minicamp, mandatory minicamp. If you recall his first time with the under center, which he did not do in college, he was fumbling snaps. It was ugly. All reports were, yikes, this guy, that's, let's pump the brakes on the air apparent talk, essentially is what they were saying. And it's the same with training camp. He goes out there, rolling to his right, goes to throw the football, drops it, hasn't been accurate all the time, but every single person that you read, every person that I talk to has said the same thing. With each practice, he's getting better. 
Now, with that said, other per- this is not a rookie, but another person that's been getting good reviews is Joshua Dobbs, that he's looked good, that he's been confident in the pocket. It's going to be interesting how they handle these two players in the preseason. Who gets the most playing time? Who plays when? In other words, do they put Mason Rudolph out there in the second quarter? Uh, do they save him for the second half? I would imagine they're going to juggle them. But Mason Rudolph, slow start, but I think he's going to get more comfortable. He's going to get more acclimated to life under center, life in the NFL, life within the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I can see him only getting better. That's a good thing. I don't like the slow start. No one does. But at the same time, is he's improving. Two thumbs up for that. So uh, another third-round pick is, is Chuck uh, Chuck's Okorafor, and he's the offensive tackle, and everyone's been talking about him possibly being the swing tackle. He has struggled at times uh, when they do their one-on-one pass rushing, uh, pass blocking. He's he's had some. He's looked good at times, and he's looked bad. The, the most notable thing that has happened involving Chuck's is he got into the first camp fight of the season. And that was when he ripped off, I'm sorry, Anthony Ciccolo ripped his helmet off and almost threw it at him from what we heard. And that's, that's kind of crazy. And it's pretty extreme for a training camp scuffle, but players stepped in, stopped the fight. Um, he's going to be in the discussion for that backup tackle. Matt Filer is going to be another one, but so far, Mike Munchak has his hands full. You have a player that is the has the look of an NFL tackle, big, strong, has kind of lacks some motivation, lack that edge about him. It's going to be up to Munchak to get that out of him. There were some people that even went as far to say that if if Chucks would have gone to Alabama, he would have been a first-round draft pick. Instead, Western Michigan falls to the third, but he goes to the Steelers. So we'll see if he can continue to improve. Uh, in the fourth round, Jalen Samuels, the running back from North Carolina State. He's a player that is kind of the jack-of-all-trades. And because he was the jack-of-all-trades master of none for the Wolfpack at NC State, he didn't do a lot of things that the Steelers are going to ask him to do, like pass blocking. All, all reports from camp when they did the backs on backers, which is such a famous drill, he was awful. Why? He didn't have to pass block in college. And in high school, if you're going all the way back to high school to talk about pass protection, well, you're in trouble. So Jalen Samuels is learning that skill. Uh, from all other reports, his route running, his running the football, he has to get used to running between the tackles because they didn't use him that much there. It's going to be really interesting to see how he handles this transition from college to the NFL. And it's really going to be interesting more interesting in my opinion how the Steelers utilize him within the offense and that's something you'll even notice in the preseason when he sees a lot of repetitions so not all of it has been bad uh, especially because they just started padded practices in the backs on backers drill is so popular and some people put so much stock into that Jalen Samuels let's be honest he's not going to be a third down running back they're not going to put him on the field when it comes to blitz pickups and things of that nature. If they're going to use him this year as a rookie, it's going to be in the slot. It's going to be as a tight end. It's going to be coming out of the backfield as a pass pass catching option. They're probably not going to have him back there pass blocking. So those that are thinking, oh my gosh, he's a bust, yada, yada, not so much. Just wait and see how it pans out and let's see how they use him. Other than that, you have Marcus Allen and Joshua Frazier who were drafted towards the end of the of the draft. You, I haven't heard much of anything about either of these players. Uh, They're probably not seeing a lot of repetitions that are noticeable, meaning 
they're not out there with the ones or the twos. We're talking the threes and the fours is when they're seeing time. Um, not really much, nothing really notable happens when those players are on the field. Not so much Allen and Frazier, but the fourth and the fifth round guys. Uh, this, these are players. Allen and Frazier are players that are going to have to show up big time in the preseason. When you get an opportunity in the third quarter to go out there, you're going to have to make plays on special teams. You're going to have to show that you're dominant against sub lesser competition if they want to make it the team and they want to make an impact on the team. I like both of these players a lot. I think they can be quality depth guys and especially special teams players. But ultimately, so far, we haven't heard much from them. Not necessarily a bad thing, just the reality of the situation and where they fall on the depth chart. So again, the 2018 NFL Steelers rookie class from the NFL draft is not horrible. You have Edmonds is making plays. Washington is making plays. Rudolph is improving. Um, you know, Jalen Samuels is finding his footing at the NFL level. Same with uh, Chucks, uh, Akora for it's going to be interesting to watch. They've got another week of camp coming up starting Thursday. They get, I'm sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday, August 1st. We turn the page. We turn the calendar to August. That means football is right around the corner, folks. Preseason will be here. NFL regular season will be here in September. We will be here every step of the way with you. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers news. Find us on YouTube. If you're listening on podcasts, go to YouTube. Search BTSC Steelers Radio. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Comment. Good little community there as well as if you want to find us on podcast, go to the standard is a standard on iTunes and you can do the same thing there. Give us a good rating. We appreciate it. Look for myself and Lance Williams tomorrow night. That would be tomorrow night or Thursday night. I'm getting my days mixed up. I apologize <laughs> for our weekly episode. Of the standard is the standard. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of behind the steel curtain.com. We'll see you next time. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories. Like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0. Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.